Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can do all things, yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah, we hey, Love Your Life family, welcome back the to the Love Your Life podcast. It's your sis, Crystal. And what's going on, fam? It's your brother, Andre. We're back at you with another discussion about loving your life. How was your day today, baby? It was good. Productive, long, uh, definitely productive. Got some things done, uh, completed some tasks, some chores that I had assigned to myself. Uh, so feeling really good about that. And um, so, yeah, everything's going well. Enjoying, ready for the, for tonight to just relax, kick out my feet up, watch a good movie. What about yours, babe? It was good. It was good. Very productive. Got a lot of things done with the kiddos today. And um, that's always satisfying. And it was a peaceful day. Very productive and peaceful. I'm all, I'm all about having some peace when you have a house full of kiddos. So I appreciate that. Well, today we are going to jump right in and we're going to talk about what's your favorite things about yourself. Favorite things. This is good. Now, listen, audience, I really want you all to think about the reason why we're asking this question or raising this question, because part of being able to identify favorite things about yourself really ties into your passion. Oftentimes, your passion feeds into business opportunities that you may not be aware of. So in order to enhance or bring to the table the gifts and talents on the inside of you, you need to be able to identify favorite things about yourself and look for opportunities to bring those together. Favorite things about yourself as well as business opportunities. Absolutely. So right offhand, I would like us to just name top three, top three things that you uh, favorite things about yourself, and then we can discuss how we've applied it to our lives. And then I want to go a little bit deeper, uh, but we'll, we'll ease into that. So you want me to kick it off? Uh, go ahead, girl. Ladies first. You know what I'm saying? Ladies first. I'm a gentleman. Go ahead and handle that. Okay. So the top three things that I would say are the favorite things about myself are patience um, man, I have a lot of patience, uh, my ability to listen and being optimistic. All right. So patience, um, literally listen and be optimistic. Cool. You want to unpack one of those or you want me share one and, and then kind of download and then you kind of go from there. Go ahead and list yours and then we'll jump in. All right. Well, let me start. I, let me, I like to flow like this. I'm going to list one and kind of talk about it and then I kind of share with you my others. All right. Okay. Okay. So one of my favorite things about myself is my focus. Um, I have the ability when I'm when I'm you know trying to get something done or completed, I definitely can hone every uh, you know hone everything else out and just hone in um, on what I, whatever it is I'm working on. So I can tune everything out. Let me say that and hone in on specific things. This has definitely been a tremendous help in being able to be a full time student, full time um, in ministry full-time uh, teacher while I was going to school. Um, so I was just able to really concentrate specific amounts of times to get specific tasks done to make to meet my deadlines, uh, while also just living life, you know, being a husband, uh, being a father. So for sure, I definitely uh, think that, not think, I know that uh, my ability to focus is a huge asset and one of them I'm really proud of. What is it in your life that developed that focus? 
with struggle. I'm going to tell you that, you know, for me, one of the things that truly developed the ability to focus is the, the struggle growing up. Um, obviously, you know, mom and dad did the best they could. However, there was many things that we didn't have. I mean, we always had a roof over our head. We knew we were going to have food to eat and things of that nature. However, it was always uh, money was always tight. And so you in order to, um, you know, have fun or be creative or do things that you enjoy, you had to find ways to earn money. You had to find ways uh, to keep yourself busy. You had to find ways to, you know, to kind of tune everything else out around you, even some of the negative stuff. So you could focus on your studies, uh, your activities or whatever. So for sure, the struggle was truly a defining point or part of my life that helped shape and mold me. So I don't, I don't regret any of it. Um, I know for sure some of my struggles was definitely meant to uh, build character, build strength and build the ability to keep pressing in spite of what, you know, you, you see in front of you. Okay. All right. So I'll dig a little bit on my first one, which is patience. And I concur with you struggle. Um, It looked different for everybody. I know in particular with me growing up, not knocking guys or anything, but I grew up with brothers, you know, and there's a lot of stuff I had to learn to be patient with. I uh, didn't have a house full of females where I could kind of press through and talk through things. And so there were times that I just had to, you know, press in, learn how to listen, learn how to understand. And then uh, not necessarily liking certain things, but learning to uh, try to understand people. And the only way that I could do that was with patience. I think I played a hand in that, babe, developing your patience. You know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> I, I can be a little high strong. Yeah. So I think I need a little pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? I helped you develop that patience. You know, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, and, and yeah, marriage and motherhood will teach you some patience. Um, and there were crises and different things that surfaced as a kid and into my preteens and teens. And, Seeing reactive behavior was never good. And so somebody had to stay level-headed. Somebody had to be patient. Somebody had to be quiet long enough to analyze a situation and then make a wise decision. And so I I had that ability. It was just innately in me. God wired me that way. Um, and then being thrown into situations, it, it forced me because I wanted to live. I didn't want... I didn't want to die. I didn't want people around me to die. And so it was like, hold on, somebody has to think, right? you know, and so it helped to develop that. And that's just one area that helped develop patience. What would you say a next one is for you, a favorite thing? I would say my second uh, area of of, um, uh, favorite thing that I would speak on anyway is empathy. Um, Believe it or not, some people think that I, you know, I kind of, I'm black and white and I tune people out. However, I do have a pretty good sense of uh, having understanding someone else's feelings, emotions. Now, I say this. Let me put a pin here. I say that. That doesn't mean that I'm necessarily moved or I'm going to react based upon someone else's emotions and feelings. However, I feel I do a great job of understanding other people's viewpoint, the lens in which they're viewing something, um, the reasons why they look at something a certain way. Um, And along with that empathy comes the ability to not only see someone else's viewpoint, uh, but also understand why they view it that way. Now, 
the benefit is it's really helped me in life as far as uh, ministry, establishing relationships, but also being kind of a bridge to help people um, come together with different ideas, different talents, or even disagreements mm-hmm. and find that common ground. So empathy for sure has helped me. Um, and also as a leader, it's helped me to to you know look at it from people I work with, uh, co-workers, peers, people I may be supervising, because I never want to be the type of person who micromanages people mm-hmm. or strictly tell people what to do and, and take away their ability to think for themselves because most of the times the best decisions are people uh, are made at the lowest level. So uh, with that empathy comes the ability to empower people because I understand their viewpoint, how they're seeing things. And then at the end of the day, I want people to go run with, you know, great ideas. So empathy, I would say for sure is huge. Um, and some of it isn't even not verbal. You know, sometimes you walk in a room and you can just read people's body language. Right, right. Uh, even though, like I said, I may not necessarily respond or, or give into what people want. Mm-hmm. I can for sure usually pick up on people, how they're feeling, what they're sensing or their lens or viewpoint of how they're, um, you know, viewing a, a particular situation. Okay. I think that's incredible. And, um, you know, I kind of have to piggyback off of your last comment. I think I have a lot to do with that as well. See, girl, you are trying to see. Look, 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 look at you. Now, you know, not for sure though. I, I, I concur, um, definitely, because even when prior to us getting married, I was. Well, I'm gonna just be straight up. I was definitely black and white. I still, I guess, I'm black and white. Meaning, I'm pretty set in ways on the how I see things. Now, I can understand other people's lens. However, usually when I analyze something, I usually have a pretty strong opinion about it, basically how I feel about it. Right. However, you've definitely helped me in that area of truly being able to think outside my box or my norm or even my experience. So for sure, you've definitely played a huge role in um, developing empathy in me. I can definitely concur with that. Absolutely. Which is what relationships do. You know, they sharpen, we sharpen each other, help us to get better um, in areas of weakness or being able to lean into each other's strengths, you know, to, to become better people. So, yeah. So my, what are we on? Number two? I shared two, uh, two of mine, babe. Okay. So what, I think you're on your third one, right? I know I didn't do the second one. Okay. So yeah, you should, you share your second because I shared two. Okay. So so mine was, um. Ability to focus, and the second was empathy, and then you just share one. Okay, so my first one was patience. The second one is my ability to listen. Um, there's multiple things that definitely drive this, but I just know the importance of being heard. I think a lot of people go unheard. Um, many times people get distracted by an emotion versus being able to hear somebody's heart in a circumstance. Um, and I think a lot of times that's what causes so many, so much division in relationships because couples or uh, mother, daughter, whatever your relationship is, father, daughter, um, sometimes people just become, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh my well, gosh, when they just, just like tune me. people out or what? It's, it's tuning out conditioned okay. where you're conditioned to hearing, oh, here she go crying about this again. And you're not hearing the heart of the person. Mm-hmm. And so that individual becomes so common with you yeah. that their words no longer hold any weight. Mm. And I believe that that's where, why there is a, a high rate in divorce. 
Um, I believe that that's why there's a lot of mental health issues because people, they know they're not being heard and they try to numb. And this is, again, a whole nother uh, topic, but listening is huge. It's a vital part of communication. And so that is something that I would say is a strength of mine. Um, how it's helped me in my area is I'm, I'm a coach in doing counseling. It, it's been a vital part. It's something that I love, but I love hearing people's stories, their journeys, um, where they're at and um, how they got to where they are. I think it's phenomenal. And so it's, it's just something that I, I love. I truly enjoy and have taken that passion and applied it to entrepreneurship. I agree with that. I agree with that because there's oftentimes where, you know, people may be saying something or we may be watching something on TV and I'm like, get to the point. And you want to know the details and how they got there <laughs> yes. and this and that. I'm like, just give me the meat and potatoes. I can figure out the rest. So for sure, listening is huge. Um, that That's definitely, I concur with that. That is a huge strength of yours. Um, and then you, I think, not I think, you'd also do a great job of being an active listener. So there's oftentimes you'll repeat or paraphrase what someone said to make sure you understand it. Um, you do a great job with those nonverbals, like head nods, eye contacts, gestures with your hands to make sure um, just the nonverbals that truly show that you're actively engaged in the conversation or engaged in what people are saying. So definitely, which for sure I've seen it, even when you're working with people, uh, coaching people, or when we are counseling people, family, you know, marriage counseling or family counseling or whatever, um, just being able to see you in action with those active listening skills has been a huge uh, plus. So great job, babe. You know Thank what I'm saying? Great job, girl. Thank you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> great job. Shoot, my little boo. I appreciate you. All right. Number three, what's another favorite thing that you... Uh, can say about yourself man uh another favorite thing is just have so many it's just hard for now i would say for sure my ability to love um i know my my oldest son firstborn he probably disagree because he thinks i'm harsh but i i do have a um a pretty um strong ability to love and what i mean by that is oftentimes especially men oftentimes they will refrain from expressing their emotions mm -hmm. and I can truly say you know I've often talked about the struggle and, and things that how I grew up however I always grew up in a home filled with love and I always knew that I was loved and so for me it was just common to tell my boys my, my homies my dogs you know my teammates in high school and college hey I love y'all um, you know, homies that I've met throughout the years in various states that I've lived. Once I developed that relationship, you know, it was easy to me to, to express my love, you know, just genuine love and care and consideration for, for my homies, um, you know, family members. So that's something is, is huge. Obviously, I'm very affectionate with, with my, uh, you know, my daughter, my sons, you know, my wife, just, you know, want them to know. I love them. Sometimes, you know, I punch them in the chest and just, you know, uh, put it on them a little bit, put them in the headlock. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, I kiss them, <laughs> hug them. I mean, they know that, that I love them. So for sure, um, I would say that just the ability to love hard. And when I say love hard, meaning some people's love is fleeting. Right. If Man. you're not stroking their ego, if you do something to hurt their feelings or disappoint them, they hold back or withdraw. And I can truly say that it, it, it's not always easy However, I've never been the type to hold grudges. I've never really been the type to just get angry 
Um, now I, I can be, I can be short tempered. Don't, you know, don't let me get it wrong, but I'm talking about people who just or walk around just constantly angry right. or, um, you know, bad tempered or something happens to them. Somebody do them wrong and they just walk around with unforgiveness or hate. That's never been me. And so matter of fact, I mean, that's very unnatural for me to operate in that, you know, so I'm more of the type that, hey, if you do something wrong or you wrong me, you know, I can sit and think about it. You know, I may not uh, obviously spend a lot of time with you if you you violated my trust or betrayed my trust. However, I'm not walking around with a grudge and trying to be vengeful or spiteful. I just keep it moving. So for sure, um, you know, ability to love hard is, is a huge asset, huge, um, you know, one of my things that I, I definitely yes, admire about it myself. it is. It's, it's something that I, I honor about you. I respect about you. Um, even when you've been in incredibly difficult situations, your ability to remain open to learning people, trying to understand from their lens, it, it's driven by love. And so I, I really, really appreciate that. And there's been times where, I've had to step back when I felt like I needed to stand up and speak up for myself and do stuff for myself. And he was like, oh, no, baby, I'm going to take one for the team. And you've put yourself out there and been an advocate and a voice for me. And I know that it's driven by love. And so I love you, boo. I know, baby girl. There's a lot to love about me. <laughs> no, I love you, too, <laughs> for sure. You know, one of the things is we talking about love. Listen, I want to stress the root of that. Because I, I I never want to hold back on a conversation that, of something, hold back within a conversation with something that needs to be said. Um, you know, God is love, and that's rooted in God. So listen, I, I can't make no no. You know, I'm not going to try to make a cliche about it. I'm not trying to to uh, beat anyone over the head with the, with the Bible. Right. But I want to stress, you know, God is love, and sometimes people have an inability to give and receive love like they tr truly may desire because of wounds, hurts, rejection, abandonment, a lot of things that they've never overcome. And it really doesn't matter if you're 35, 45, 55, 65, 25. Age, it, it doesn't matter. There is no statute of limitations on hate and unforgiveness. Right. So if right, you're walking right. around with grudges, with hate, with anger, if you're easily offended and you're always looking to get back at somebody and spiteful, that just doesn't go away. Right. Okay? There is no statute of limitations. And so I want to encourage our listeners, you know, make sure that you're doing your soul work, your work to get healed, to get delivered from things that have hold, that have held you back. You have to forgive mom. You have to forgive dad. You have to forgive those that wronged you. And you're not necessarily forgiving them for them. Okay, At the end of the day, you're forgiving them for you so that you can no longer be a slave to what happened to you at their hands. Okay. There is a level of freedom that comes when you forgive and when you release people that wronged you. And I want to make sure you understand this because many people, they don't make this correlation. Some, your ability to give and receive love is directly correlated with, with forgiveness. Have you truly released people? Right. Okay? Because good. love is just like currency. It's, it's meant to flow in and out. Yes. Okay. You, currency flows. Current. Currency, money, it's supposed to flow. 
That's good. And anytime you stop the flow of currency, you do a disservice. You, anytime you stop the flow of love, you do a disservice to yourself and even those people that you're connected to because they're, they're, they're supposed to be able to glean love from you, give you love and receive love from you. But if you've blocked, if you've held back, if you're holding back and you're not able to express love, you're robbing not only yourself, but those around you. So for sure, I'm going to encourage our listeners. Listen, hey, you know, you I want, right now there's some some light bulbs that are coming on. I'm making some correlations for many people that you may not maybe not have even thought about before. Listen, if you find yourself constantly angry, frustrated, an inability to to forgive, I want you to think about this. Okay. Now, number one, the word of God says, if you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. And I remember as a child, you know, I never wanted to, uh, you know, I never wanted to, to, to hold someone hostage of based upon what they did to me that was wrong because I did my own dirt. Right. You know, I, I, I was the chief sinner. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I've done a lot of dirt and to God be the glory. And so with that, knowing that, I've hurt people. I've done people wrong. How dare I look at someone else and say, how could you do this to me? And that okay. goes back to not judging because we really don't know what people have gone through. Right. And, you know, and I, I have a huge problem with these um, absolute comments. Well, I did. I went through the same thing and I didn't go through. Okay, that's you. Right. That's your journey. That's your process. Comparison will kill you straight up. It will kill your drive. It will kill your focus. And no human being has the right to compare themselves to another individual and um, point a finger and, and call somebody weak or that they're not strong enough because they didn't do it like you. Right. You know, and so being mindful of that and going back to what you said, babe, like dealing with this love when you don't love properly, if you when you don't get up on a daily basis and be intentional about love, it's directly affecting you and your purpose and your drive. And some of you right now are sitting at home like, OK, what do I put my hands to? Because you've given so much time, focus and energy to what you don't like about yourself that you're sitting there like, uh, what am I good at? And I really want to encourage you to identify that. And there's probably people around you that you could ask really good out, out loud, what am I good at? And they could probably say five or six things off the cuff immediately. Right. And being a, and when that happens, I really encourage you all to do that. When that happens, write it down and every day say it and begin to embrace it and figure out how you can apply it to your life, uh, to business, entrepreneurship, as a scribe, as a blogger, whatever that may look like for you that may bring in some income that may help you during this time. And so I really want to encourage that. That's for sure. I mean, that that is so major because oftentimes if, if you are, if you're not able to identify your strengths, you're only operating from a shadow of yourself right. versus That's the true, true you. 
Okay. So it's important to, to not only operate out of a shadow, you, you, you want to be able to operate out of who you truly are, your gifts, talents, strengths, and ability. And I want to encourage you, I'm going to, I'm going to backpedal just for a moment because I know even as we discuss this and as we're talking about this love and, and ability to forgive, there is someone right now that you're on the fence. Right. And, and you right. just, that light bulb just went on and you made that connection of why you seem to can't, why you seem like you can't move forward. You take one step forward and two steps backwards. Why it seems like every time you get ready to make progress, something happens. I want you to understand that many times that's directly correlated with you being a slave to yourself, meaning you're that crab in your own bucket. You've trapped yourself because every time you get ready to draw close to someone and develop a a relationship that can help you get to that next level, because the bottom line, we all need someone. You clam up, you shut down, you withhold love, thereby robbing yourself of opportunities that you're meant to to thrive in. So I'm going to stress to you, that is the hidden key, okay? Release love, your ability to give and receive love. And, And then listen, hey, reality, all talk. The word of God says, ask, seek, and knock. If that's you and you're struggling with that, listen, spend time soul searching, asking, you know, hey, God, I, I, look, I, I need help in this area. And and I don't mean to be so religious. Go talk to life coaches. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your mom and your dad, the people you love, people that, that are that are showing um, the ability to give and receive love. Talk to them and ask them about things that you can do, tangible daily steps that you can take to help you overcome. Okay, because the bottom line is you you deserve more. Absolutely. And I love that you said go and talk to somebody. If you're out there trying to be He-Man and She-Ra, you're going to get burnt out. Correct. Straight up. You no human being on the face of the earth thrives and walks in their full potential by themselves. Right. It takes a community. It takes getting whatever resources that you need to heal so that you, so that what drives you is not a broken part of you. Right. So that when you do accomplish some goals, you're still unsatisfied because what's driving you is toxic. And so it's it's vital, it's very important that you take a look at your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions and get healing. Go to a therapist, go to a counselor as my husband mentioned, seek a, your pastor, mentor, community, whatever that may look like for you. And take it one step out of at a time. When you're trying to sprint through this process, you're going to miss it. You're going to get somewhere and then realize, oh, man, I forgot those 10 things because I'm over here trying to rush. There's no rush. Take your time. Be patient with your love is patient. And, and it starts with you loving yourself. Be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Uh, keep stop keeping record of your wrongdoings. That's not love. When you constantly reflect back, and it does not point you in the direction of being able to identify the favorite things about yourself. And the, the key point, because you talked about how uh, you can't do it by yourself. There's no such thing as a self-made anything, right. self-made millionaire, or self-made. I made, you know, I self-made. No, it's not because why is that no such thing? Because even if you're a millionaire. Okay, and you develop some business opportunity. All right. Well, what made you a millionaire is that whatever business that you developed, you had a lot of customers that partook in your product, your good or your service. Right. So you were not self-made. You needed someone to, to get you to where, where you are now. 
Okay, whether that be people who who encouraged you, gave you positive uh, reinforcement, loved you, fed you, took care of you, protected you, even if it been your haters. The bottom line is many haters are, are the very fuel that propelled you to get to where you are. And then as I gave you that analogy, your customers, those people who paid for your product, your good or service, they helped you get to where you are. So let's throw out this whole notion of I'm a self-made. No, you're not self-made. Right. Okay? We all need someone. That's that's it. That, that's 100%. Um, a third thing that I would say is a favorite thing I like about myself is being optimistic. Optimistic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You okay? <laughs> I can concur. Because sometimes, you know, listen, I'm straight up. Sometimes you be in a funk and you want to be pissed off or you want to be upset and you want to <laughs> complain. And then my wife be like, oh, but look about this. I'm like, man, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> I want to look at this thing that's wrong right now. <laughs> and she's going to be trying to give me, oh, but look at this. I'm like, girl. I just think it's important because here's the thing. We are human beings. Right. And human beings are messy. We mess up. We make mistakes. And I think it's important that you feel what you're feeling, that you acknowledge it, and you journey through it. Right. Versus getting stuck in it. That's good. And we and the world promotes holding grudges. Get yours. I'm a do me. You know. And, and there's balance to all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things. Yeah, it, it's good to yell it out right when you're in the thick of something. But when you do life like that, man, you're a wreck. No, I concur. And that stuff spills over into your relationships, into how you manage money, how you manage business, how you manage your home. And how you manage your love life. That's real. And I had it because, you know what I'm saying, I didn't want my wife, you know, holding back on me. I needed all that love, girl. Shoot. Be right. (laughs) Stop. I ain't playing. (laughs) But um, so just it's hard for a lot of people and I get it. I, I truly get it. Everybody has a story, has a journey, has come through a lot of trauma, a lot of pain. And you have a certain perspective about people. But I want to let you know, you can maintain that perspective and remain stuck and live your life day to day. And it's boring. It, you know, it's not deep. It's not impactful. You're not making connection with people. And that's not how God hardwired you. Your circumstances have infiltrated your soul, have dictated your vision right. and operate through your mouth. And and at the end of the day, you have a responsibility to say, hey, yeah, this is me. This is how I am. Make a decision. And it does not happen overnight. So I don't I don't want to come off like I'm making this comment. Just do it. Yeah. You 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 can just do it. No. I'm talking to you from over twenty something years of doing my own work. Yeah. Remember, step by step, little by little. Okay? With no such thing as a one eighty overnight. Step by step, little by little. But look here, fam, it's been real. I'm definitely glad we got a chance to discuss tonight. It's your boy Andre, your girl Crystal Woo-hoo. is here with us, my wife, my boo, my bae. I love you. And uh we getting ready to get off here. But before we do, babe, because I want to express some love with you, so we gotta get off the mic. But before we do that, girl, uh tell the audience where they can find you. All right. If you enjoy our podcast, please share and leave a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts 
iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you so much for tuning in today. All right, God bless. Peace. Shout to the people that made me. I'm from the 80s. I don't think mumbling wavy. I grew up black on a Jay-Z. Maybe I'm crazy. I ain't been wondering lately. Feel like it's there for the taking. Feel like I'm good with the changes. Know who I am. And that's the most dangerous thing. Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all.